So today I will just expand on what we mentioned yesterday regarding the different types of material and can or they cannot be conjured. So let's start with plastic. As we were discussing, if you want to conjure a dishwasher, so typically your dishwasher racks will be made out of plastic or maybe there's a rubber on it, but it's synthetic material. And if you hold that you cannot conjure <clears throat> synthetic material or you cannot conjure synthetic material for Pesach, so it's open and shut case, you cannot conjure your dishwasher. But let's say you do, you want to rely on, on most Poiskim that hold you could conjure plastic or you want to go with your typical conjure's agency, which they say we, we do conjure plastic. And that was the Psaka Rabelsky, that's all. And, or you just want to know for a family member who doesn't have a minog or doesn't have this chumrah of not kashering plastic. So the question is, can you kasher a dishwasher? So obviously we're dealing with kashering plastic. There are other times where this question is asked regarding kashering plastic. One would be a microwave. Typically the walls of a microwave are plastic. So if you don't kasher plastic, that's out. Coffee machines, your Keurig machines, Nespresso machines. So there are ways to kosher it, but you're always dealing with koshering plastic. Another example where this comes up regarding koshering plastic is countertops. Many countertops are made out of stone or made out of material that you can easily kosher. However, there's often a plastic sealant or even the entire countertop is made out of formica or the like. So over here... I would venture to say that even if you are makbid or you have a schumra of not kashing plastic for Pesach, when it comes to countertops, so a countertop is not as chumur as, let's say, using a plastic spatula. Let's say you have a spatula which you used for uh, for noodles or for you know uh, crepes that was 100% chametz on the fire, so that needs hagala. However, a countertop for the most part, it doesn't really become chametz. You'd have to literally take a hot slice of pizza uh, that's above 120 degrees and put it directly onto the counter. No separation, no waiting of time. So how often does that happen? So typically we do not do that. And most of our counters are probably, if we had to do a, a DNA search on the uh, kosher status of our counters, they're probably not chametz. For the most part, it's very difficult for for our counters to become chametzik unless a person literally takes out chalas and puts it on the counter. So if you work in a commercial bakery, so yes, the counters would be 100% chametz. But in people's homes, they usually use pans and pots and depending on their countertop, they'll use trivets. So I would tell people, and this is, Rabelsky agreed to me as well, that when it, uh, even if you're mockbit on kashering plastic, when it comes to countertops, you could be makele, especially with granite, meaning granite is really stone. However, there is some plastic sealant. So Ravelsky said, Hack, it's 99% stone or whatever. How could you be machmir and say that the plastic should be a problem? He felt that that was uh, way too much, way too overboard on the chumras, and therefore you could kosher granite. He felt you could kosher formica as well. So if you look on the CRC app or our CRC uh, Pesach guide, we go through dozens of types of countertops. So I just want to point out as, as a guide to what they're saying there, anything that's glass or ceramic or, or machlaikas, they tell you cannot kosher, you have to cover. So for many people, fine, no problem, they, they'll cover it. For some people, they don't want to cover their counters. So I would tell you anytime it's glass or it's a... Um, or it's machlekes. One, one of the examples of a machlekes would be cement or concrete. So it's machlekes in the Paiskim if cement and concrete have the din of ceramic. On one hand, it comes from the ground. So you should uh, they should have the same chumrah of 
of Kheres. On the other hand, many parts can say it doesn't go through a kiln, and only Klicheres goes through a kiln. If it doesn't go through a kiln, so who says we have all our chumras of Klicheres? And that's probably the standard psak halacha. If one wants to machmer understand, but again, we're talking about countertops here. Countertops don't typically become chametz anyways. And in these situations, if you're not if you're if you if you're not going to cover uh, counters that have shilas like glass, glasses machlekes in the mishnah we mentioned yesterday. So then I would tell you. Just kasher it. However, you should only use uh, the counters with trivets. You should not put hot pots directly on the counters on Pesach. Use trivets at least as a, as a as a standard operating procedure. Whenever you take pots off your fire or out of the oven, you should put it onto a oven mitt or a trivet or a towel. Don't put it directly on the counter. Then you avoid uh, all the issues. Now, but the evidence is not going to be a problem because typically these things are not chametz. Among other different things uh, we can consider when we're being made. Okay, that's regarding countertops. Let's let's discuss glass. You know, at, at length a, a little bit, a little not too long. It's only a twelve minute halacha here. So yesterday we mentioned the concept of kashering glass. We have three different sheets in the poskim. Either you can never kasher it, you could kasher like metal, or it doesn't need to be kashered. So three different opinions in the poskim. So Ashkenazim, we are we take on the most chumr shita. Machlekes if we're only machmer on Pesach or even during the year. Your classic. Uh, Paisik will tell you for an Ashkenazi, the entire year we are not we, we are not makel on, on glass. We hold that it is Bailea and we're Mahmed that you cannot kosher glass. So the Shiloh comes up in a few places. Number one, by koshering a microwave. You have a uh, so the microwave walls are plastic, but the tray is glass. So what do you do? So the fir- first question is how do you kosher a microwave? So Ramosha finds in hell, this is quoted by Rav Shimon Eider. Uh, Zetzal in his book on Hochas Pesach, Rav Balski quoted this many times throughout his farm, throughout his uh, shiurim, that if you ca- if something only was was by leah, something only got absorbed taste through steam, the same way in a microwave typically the the heat that that goes into the walls are from steam, so you're able to kasher with steam. How do you kasher with steam? So you got to steam up the chamber of the microwave. The way to do it is by putting a cup of uh, a cup of water in a styrofoam cup. And after six, eight minutes, you'll see that the uh, chamber is filled with steam. That's how you would kosher a microwave. The question is, how do you kosher the glass? So many parts can will tell you, if you are koshering your microwave, you must replace the glass because you cannot kosher the glass. Uh, especially for Pesach, you cannot kosher the glass. So there are a few th- options to consider. One option would be, don't kosher the glass, just just clean it. Well, I would kosher it, but don't assume it's really koshered. So I would do hagala or iroi on it, and then cover it. Cover it with a piece of parchment paper, something that's microwave safe, and cover your glass so it's not it's not uh, being exposed. And you could use your microwave on Pesach like that. So the CRC says that in, in some way. They actually say to double wrap everything you're using with your microwave. That's one option. A second heter would be the achronim discussed. Let's say something's a hefsim maruba. So Perhaps you don't need to kosher it. So it really depends on the person. For most people, I hope that a microwave itself is not a hefsa maruba for, for eight days, but perhaps one could be mako like that. Someone's uh, you know in a hotel or something, and the only option they have for heating is a microwave on Pesach. So before Pesach, because you can't do Hagala on Pesach, but assuming they ask the shower before Pesach, so perhaps a rav would be making like a kosher the glass, but makam hefsed. When it comes to glass stovetops, so there all the parties can say that is definitely uh, hefsed maruba for a person to have to replace your glass stovetop. So even though we don't typically kosher glass, over here we could be making and kosher glass. Not only that, at, at worst 
glass has a din of klicheres, of pottery. When it comes to klicheres, we, we said, opening a shiurim, that you could self-clean your oven, even if it's made out of porcelain enamel. Ah, you can not have a kasher klicheres. So we said, when... When the Torah says you can't kosher klicheres, that's talking about Hagala. But you could do libun. You could do libun on klicheres. However, there's a there's a concern. The person's going to be afraid he's going to crack something. However, the Torah writes, and, and this is how the Mishnah Brewer Paskins in in a Simon Tufman Aleph. Let's say you're using it in a typical way. The typical way to uh, to use an oven is to heat it up, self clean. Manufacturer tells you you could do that. So there's no problem. There's no demachayeshemapaki. The same thing would apply to a glass stovetop by putting it on. The, to the highest setting for a half hour so there should be no you turned it on you're using it as it functions and you're doing libun now in this case on, on the uh, the burner itself you're probably doing libun gummer at least you're getting to libun cow temperatures and even if you want to be machmer that glass has the dinner I just captured it additionally it's a hefsa maruba to start replacing the glass, and therefore the price can make to kosher your sto- your glass stovetops. There's a discussion regarding the areas in between the stovetops, so without getting into too many uh, halachic details, my psak is that as long as you're not putting food directly onto the glass in between the, the burners, so then there's no problem. Clean it well, and when you kosher it, put all four burners on at the same time for a half hour. Definitely stay there to make sure that nothing uh, nothing gets ruined, nothing, uh, no, no fires get started. But once you do that, you're allowed to put your pots directly on the burners to put food on the surface for sure not. What about pots? Can I put pots in between the burners? So I would tell people that you should not. It's better to avoid it. But uh, if you're running out of room, if you have no choice... As long as it's dry, there's nothing, there's no liquid in between the glass and the and the pot. Halachali, from a halachic standpoint, it would be fine. But I would I would try to avoid that on on Pesach. Just put it on the on the actual circle, the uh, the flame itself. Don't put it on the other side, on the on the uh, glass surface in between. So that's regarding kashering glass. So when let's go back to our dishwasher. So. The first question we asked was, can I kosher plastic? So they basically said yes, or if you're not koshering plastic, then forget it. But we're, we're assuming you're koshering plastic. The second question is, what do we do about this concept, that if you have cracks and crevices and, and uh, nooks and crannies, then you cannot kosher properly. So this comes up in various cases. First of all, if you're koshering a knife, so if you have a loose handle to the knife, so we're, we're concerned that, that items, chametz got stuck in between, and unless you're willing to do libun on a knife, to do to put some fire there, if you have a rubber handle, you should not do that. Unless you're willing to put some fire there, these things cannot be kosher. The same thing would apply to rims and lips on on kalim, uh, different handles when it comes to pots. So if it's welded on, so typically there's no space for junk to get caught. If it's if there's a screw and the handles are screwed onto the pot, so the same thing. You should apply heat. Easiest way is if you have a small little blowtorch to blowtorch that part. You don't need to do liban gum on it. Just just some liban kal to get rid of the junk. Another way to do it is if you have a gas range, you turn on the fire, you, you remove the the um, the grate, and you can you have an open flame. Obviously, be careful, and you can lower the handle. Don't use rubber if you're using a, if you have a rubber handle. Avoid this. If you have a metal handle, metal screw, so you could put, you could uh, adjust the pot so that the fire is burning out the junk that got stuck in between the handle and the and the pot. So that's concerning. Uh, you know, th- this question of items getting stuck there. So what about dishwasher? So 
What if I was kashering someone's house, I would definitely look myself and see the dishwasher is able to be kashered based on this concern alone. So first of all, you got to remove the filter. The filter will have this issue. So anytime you're kashering dishwashers, you should remove the filter and you should clean it with chemicals, try to get rid of anything of, of everything. Once that's done, so you look at the the dishwasher racks and and see if they are in good condition. If they are in good condition. There's no crevices. You see there's no residue being left after previous washes. So then there will be no problem regarding this concern. The final concern, which we'll spend time on the next couple of days, is how do I kosher when I don't get isn't there a concept that when I kosher, the, the water has to get to 212 degrees? Well, we're going to question that that uh, status, but L'chaira, it needs to be 212 degrees. So how am I getting 212 degrees in my dishwasher? So how in the world can I kosher my dishwasher, even if, even if I kosher plastic? And even if I hold there's no cracks and crevices in my dishwasher, how do I kosher it if I cannot get it to 212 degrees? So that will be Amir Tashem tomorrow's discussion.